TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're not back. We're starting. <laughs> <laughs> I had a late night last night. Uh, we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And we'll do our best to uh, help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Well, we're back from last week. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So let's get to some news here. And we always like talking about Tesla. Tesla is obviously one of those high-tech companies, electric cars, and and uh, we like to talk about their technology, and we've talked a lot about their quote-unquote autopilot. I put the quotes around it because it's a huge misnomer, and they shouldn't call it autopilot. I know they charge you 5000 bucks extra for it, but I have the exact same technology, not that I'm bragging, on my silly minivan. All right, a minivan. But this autopilot that's happening seems to be horribly biased against fire trucks because, yet again, this is the third time a Tesla has smashed in full speed to the back of a fire truck that was stationary. Now, in the old days, we used to hear the commercials or the, the news stories about SUVs, right? An SUV did this, an SUV did that, an SUV ran over a dog, right? And they were, the news was, you know, they trying, have a mind of their own. <laughs> yeah, the news was trying to, you know, implicate the SUV as the evil car of the planet, and uh, it was always responsible for whatever misdeed that was occurring. Well, in this case, the Tesla actually is doing it itself because it's running its quote-unquote autopilot. It's artificial intelligence. <laughs> exactly. So it's kind of weird that now we're actually talking about the car, doing it to you. And so basically autopilot, and the same thing in my minivan, is it's basically an assisted cruise control. And I've got a wired article here talking about how this technology works that you really should read. Because the thing about the assisted cruise control, which is really nice if you're a little sleepy, I've used it on the way back from a long trip. It's nice to have the car keep you in the lane because it can. You can occasionally be a little sleepy and find yourself drifting. The car will put you back in the lane. The assisted autopilot will actually look ahead at cars. So if you set your cruise control speed to 70, let's say, and a car in front of you at a certain distance is doing 68, well, your car with assisted cruise control or in case of Tesla autopilot will slow the car down to the 68, keeping the distance safe. The only issue is when the car the car in front of you peels off and now you have nothing in front of you, your car will speed up. And what happens is this this radar that's as part of the uh, Tesla's autopilot and, and, again, my silly minivan, will not look at stationary objects like fire trucks. It'll ignore them. So if there's a vehicle sitting in the lane, stationary, smack dab in the middle of the lane, a third of the lane – Whatever it is, your car will literally accelerate into it if there's nobody in front of you slowing you down a little bit. Keep that in mind, please. Tesla seemed to hate fire trucks. This is the third time a fire truck's been rear-ended uh, recently by a Tesla, 
with somebody being set to autopilot. You can't look away, guys. You've got to keep your hands near the wheel, on the wheel. It's it's not autopilot. They shouldn't have named it that. And I know you guys paid five grand extra for it, uh, but please don't trust it like that. Um, you're dying out there. We'll put a link out there, and Wired explains exactly the technology around this quote-unquote autopilot and why this is how it works. And it's not a design flaw, according to the article. It is exactly how it's supposed to work. And they had to make a decision as an engineer. If they paid attention to every stationary object, your car would never move. They had to decide to look at the moving objects, not the stationary ones. I'm not an engineer, but that's what they said. So here, I'll put this up for you guys to take a look at it. If you have any kind of auto anything running, don't trust that it's going to see the fire truck in front of you stopped. So my question is, mm. if it doesn't see the stopped fire truck in front of you yes. and it decides to accelerate, right? if you step on the brakes, will it still try to – will it disengage? Yeah, it'll disengage. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can steer with the autopilot, quote-unquote, engaged. You can you can slow down, <laughs> uh, you, but you have to actually do it. So what do you got, Bob? Oh, well, you know, you had the Tesla article, and I didn't print this one, but Tesla confirms it's working on an aftermarket Model 3 performance upgrade package. They're going to okay. upgrade their the Model 3, which is supposed to be the $35,000 electric vehicle, which yeah, is $60,000. you got <laughs> to understand. can now be upgraded. If you didn't think to check the option box for the $5,000 performance upgrade package when ordering your Model 3 performance Tesla, mm -hmm. Tesla's working on a solution for you. Okay. Yeah. Well, they, so, don't they throttle everything? I mean, don't they have it like crippleware like we talked about those batteries that could go further? <laughs> they just had to turn on a little switch to let it go further. Well, is this was crippleware? Firmware. Yeah. <laughs> is this a crippleware thing? Yeah. So Tesla confirmed via Twitter today that it was working on offering Model 3 performance owners the option to buy an aftermarket performance upgrade package that would include track mode for those who didn't tick that option during, <laughs> during the order process. Yeah. It's uh, This is likely in response to a number of owners voicing their dissatisfaction that the Model 3 performance performance is decidedly awesome, but as yet not officially rolled out track mode wouldn't be available on cars that don't have the additional $5,000 performance upgrade package. Oh, wow. So if you want your car to go fast. Faster. <laughs> the, the beauty of electric vehicles is the torque is instant. I mean, you just push the button. Boom. It's, there's no revving yeah, up. If it's they're just, complaining that the performance uh, isn't good, it's got to be bad. No, it's not. These guys are nuts, frankly. Um, <laughs> but uh, all right. So you can get your Tesla upgraded. What else you got, Bob? I thought you had something about net neutrality. Oh, I do. Okay. Because uh, we love talking about net neutrality. Here. <laughs> That's one of your favorite subjects. Yeah. California Assembly approves the... Air quotes here because yeah. I can't which go, but it's in uh, quotes. Yeah, gold standard net neutrality bill after rough road. Okay, okay, this is California now. You uh, got to keep that in it's mind. Got to be the good. land so, of fruits and nuts. It'll be coming here soon <laughs> enough. Yeah, Connecticut is in the seas, and it always mm. follows California. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, the bill offers the strongest protections on net neutrality yet, and sends a message to the rest of the country. Ooh. California is taking the lead when it comes to saving net neutrality. Right. The California State Assembly voted to approve a Senate bill that offers the strongest protections for net neutrality. The bill, the bill which passed 58 to 17, will Ugh. head back to the Senate for another vote. It's expected to pass there and then would go to Governor Jerry Brown's 
desk. Yeah, we'll sign it. And these guys really – this is why we need more technology folks involved in legislatures than, than lawyers. Nothing against lawyers. You guys are great. But you need people who are looking at understanding technology well, a little bit The better. regulations and taxes, you know, they're continuing to – you know. Well, we got to fix things, so let's just do more laws. Yeah. Okay. Whether the laws fix anything or not, we're doing something. Uh, Even if it's something bad, we're doing something. That's crazy. Anyway, the point is yeah. that the uh, regulations and uh, taxes that they're doing in California is mm-hmm. to such the point that they've even beaten Connecticut, I think, because 9% of their population is leaving the state of California mm, yeah, every year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's no brainer. So the net neutrality, did they have any penalties or any kind of, they talk about anything other than they're, they've issued a law? Does, I don't think it's article. Well, yeah, really this goes is into, like a four-page article. So, you know, any I, highlights in there or no? Uh, blah, blah, blah. If not, we can talk further about net neutrality. Well, let me see. Senate Bill 822, which was already approved by the Senate, had a more difficult time in the Assembly. Basically, what they did is they watered it down. So then they had to go around, and it went back through, and they made it stronger. And they're going to go back to the Senate to have them approve it. But again, net neutrality has been basically, I think it was like 2015, the Obama administration put in some net neutrality rules, which were recently rolled back uh, months and months ago. You guys didn't even notice, even though Chris Murphy probably sent you an email uh, about the dangers of not having net neutrality. And it's where big content, right, big content is worried about having their content slowed or charged extra for well internet service providers such as comcast and at&t as well as wireless carriers such as verizon t-mobile and sprint oppose the legislation arguing that zero rating actually benefits consumers because it gives them a break on their phone bill and that the interconnection aspect would not hurt business correct but so zero rating allowed people like verizon or what have you to bundle in other services and not hit your data Right. So, for instance, you could watch that Netflix movie on Verizon, on Verizon, yeah. without it affecting. Well, maybe not your um, usage. Which, well, whatever deal they came up with, whether it right. be Verizon, HBO, or whatever it might be, or T-Mobile, Correct. HBO, or whatever T-Mobile, they had Netflix. these packages. So then, right. if you went to uh, if HBO was in your package and you went to HBO, that wouldn't right. count against your data. Exactly. And there, and net neutrality says no, you can't do that. So then you can't shop around for the best bargain. You got to pay for everything. There's that. And again, the big content, Apple, Facebook, Google, Netflix, they were all supposedly, yeah, YouTube, worried about having these big internet companies throttle or charge more for their data coming at them, and which hasn't happened, number one. And if it did happen, fine, let it happen. Let the market work it out. No, we need to make sure all data is treated equally. It's not how the internet works, folks. That is not what you want. Um you want competition. You want the ability for these networks to manage their networks themselves into a competitive environment where another competitor comes in and says, I'm going to give it to you for less. If you if you do these net neutrality deals because you guys don't know how the Internet works, you're not helping us. You really are not helping us. And I do not like the big broadband companies. I'm a consumer like everybody else. Uh, you just can't legislate this to solve an issue, A, that isn't the problem. The funny thing is... We had a story last week about the firefighters that were fighting the fire in California, and they had their internet throttled by Verizon. And they were whining that it was a net neutrality thing, that they shouldn't have had their thing, their 
their data throttle. Well, they reach their unlimited max, which that shouldn't <laughs> happen. So it's not a net neutrality problem. This is an advertising marketing problem where the Federal Trade Commission should come in and say to Verizon, you cannot have a limited, unlimited plan. They're even marketing multiple different unlimited plans for folks within your family. How can you have different types of unlimited? Isn't that just the word unlimited is all you need? So net neutrality is this silly law does nothing, guys. Well, all it really is is they get to sell an unlimited number of limited plans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's crazy. So uh, it, net neutrality is not something we want to look for. You want to look for uh, the ability for more competitors to come in. You want telephone pole neutrality so that competitors come in can come in and give us alternative services <laughs> rather than just the broadband companies we're stuck with. You pick the the uh, you know the, the, the Whatever they are, the the, variety, the the frontiers and your cable provider being your only two options is not how this country should be operating in the year 2018. <laughs> it's not hard to start stringing fiber. I was reading an article this morning, and I didn't print it, but this kind of leads right into it. Yeah. Australia has they they tried to do a to legislate fiber and yeah. and uh, fiber to the household or fiber to the building, whatever it was. Yeah. Anyway, the point is is that. They legislated this. They were going to do this in 10 years, and one political party ran on it, and they won by, you know, a landslide, by a landslide yeah. okay? Yeah. And it didn't happen. Uh-oh. So the opposing party said, we'll go back to the other one. We'll improve the technology, yeah. and everybody will get it, and it'll be cheaper and faster. Yeah. So the, uh, the uh, other party won back. The majority. So they're fighting. They implemented over- the plan, and they get it at 1.2 megabytes per second. <laughs> megabytes? <laughs> yeah, and they're in. They were using the, co- the old copper that oh, was all man. there. Yeah. And uh, I think DSL is faster. But the point is, yeah. is that that then then they're in these big green boxes yeah. that are next to the road, yeah. and they keep getting hit by cars. <laughs> it takes out 240 people at a time, and it takes 48 hours to fix it. Oh my gosh. So they're actually fighting over broadband. Oh, what? yeah. 1.2 megabits? Not not gigabit? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I got to look at that article. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll find it and post it here. Yeah. Well, minutes. again, the reason we have such crappy internet is, again, because of a legislative process and all these franchises that have been allowed to run the whole show. The issue we have, folks, is not how big your pipe is. Remember, it is not how big your pipe is. It is how much data you move through it. So... Cox told me, hey, Eric, we've upgraded your your plan from 55 megabits to 100. By the way, they have, and I keep doing a speed test and nothing's changed. But it doesn't matter because I can do fine with 65 megabits. The problem is they want to whack me for the additional gigs my kids are using when they're binging Chuck all day. So it's not how big my pipe is. My pipe is fine. I get all the stuff I need at, a, at 50 megabits. It's how much data you consume, and that's where they're going to flip. Once everything's going to flip from that. You're going to come and say, I've got a gigabit pipe fiber. Good for you. You don't need it. It's how much they charge you per megabit that you get to deal with. And uh, net neutrality has nothing to do with that. When they charge you by the megabit, you're going to be putting those rabbit ears back up. <laughs> We're going to step out for a quick break. we got four lines wide open. Feel free to get online on this lovely Saturday morning. one 800 wtic 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. Hey, 
And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we have four lines wide open. It is a holiday weekend. We know you guys are not thinking computers, but we're here. And we're here to help you out. So maybe you thought it'd be a recorded show, but we are live. And uh, feel free to get online. We'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And we're reading an article that Bob found about the Australian internet. <clears throat> Australia ranks 50th uh, with an average internet speed of 11 megabits Um and this article talks about uh, how crazy and how bad it's been in Australia. Now, they're trying to bring in national, you know, it's going to be government-controlled. So I'm not a big fan of any time government gets involved in some of these things. However, in this case, you know, I've got, we've given you great examples of like Whip City Fiber up there, <clears throat> excuse me, in Westfield, Mass. is kicking butt with their fiber service. Um, we've had also horror stories down in Groton where they tried it and uh, basically went bankrupt and and uh, they were bought out, but they still have fiber down there. Um, this is uh, Australia's god awful mess, and um, we'll see what happens with them in their uh, attempts to become better than 50 megabits. So, I'm sorry, 11 megabits. Just so you know, the United States ranks 10th in the world with an average speed of 18 megabits. Guys, it's the year 2018. And 18 so we megabits. invented the internet. <laughs> well, Al Gore did. <laughs> Don't take it away from Al, baby. Uh, no, yeah, you're right. I mean, 18 megabits. Um, now, again, it's not how big your pipe is. So you can do a lot with 18 megabits. Uh, I would contend if you're in the 50 megabit range, you can do almost anything you need for a home. Um, average folks, you know, five users, you can be fine with 50 megabits. It's, it's how much data you're going to pay for when you, when you bring it down is the issue. Um, so we'll put both those articles that we've gotten to so far. Let's go to Danny in Glastonbury. Hey, Danny, what's up? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good morning. Or good morning. What am I talking about? That's all right. Hey, listen, um, lately, my when I'm watching YouTube, uh, anything on YouTube, and on my uh, International Space Station uh, app, when they've got the live camera, if I'm watching that, yeah, it will stop and buffer. Yep. What's your internet speed? What are you paying for? Uh... We pay like nineteen dollars, and um, what's the bandwidth? You know, I don't know. It's it's the lower package, but it never did this before. And I was wondering if um, you know we haven't changed our service. I was wondering if there's something in the cache of YouTube mm. or something somewhere that's clogging it up that I need to clear. Well, you can try clearing your cache, but uh, generally, it's it's going to be down to your bandwidth again. If you've got a very low package, your bandwidth might be a little too small for it, or the device you're looking using, what are you using to watch I, the YouTube? On my Samsung, my, t- my oh, tablet, my yeah. Samsung tablet. Yeah, it's a good tablet, so it's probably not it. Um, you know, would, and the thing is, is I used to be able to watch, like, if there was a spacewalk going on, yep. I could watch it for an hour and a half, and it would never stop or pause. Have you power cycled the, the hardware? Have you power cycled the modem and the, your router? You mean shutting it off and turning it back on? Yep. The Up in my wife's office where it's coming in the wall. Yeah, exactly. Power cycle your system to see if it improves for you, too. Oh, okay. And do a speed test. See what you're getting for speed, and then go check your bill and see if you're getting what you're paying for, too. So yeah. do it. Ex- I like recommending you can do speedtest.com or Xfinity Speed Test, which is a Comcast tool, and just get a, you'll get a feel for what your internet is, and then you can compare it to your bill. Yeah, I did that before, and it seemed pretty good. Okay. Um, That's all, all you can right. do, really, is power cycles. Not a whole lot more I can recommend. Mm-hmm. The devices are, are what they are. Yeah. All, all right. right. Guys, have a good holiday. Hey, Thanks you too, Danny. You got it. We're going to be here at 11 o'clock. Four lines wide open on this holiday weekend. Feel free to get online. We'll be right back. And we are back. 
This is Computer Talk with Tab. Three lines open for you on this lovely holiday weekend. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And we will do our best to help you out with those questions, comments, and concerns. Let's go to Dan in Simsbury next. Morning, Dan. Thanks for calling. Dan, you there? Hello? Hey, Dan. What's up? Uh, the name's Bill. Nope. I'm and, sorry. I'm not uh, sure what Matt's doing over there. He's taking your names. <laughs> hey, Bill. <laughs> Six thumbs this morning, probably. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to help a friend of mine. Uh, her computer just, she can't log on to her computer anymore. Okay. She turns it on, and the note comes up. The user profile service service failed to log on. User profile cannot be loaded. And then there's a button that says, okay, and you uh, push that, and then the screen says shutting down. Yeah. And then... An icon appears, the user icon with their name under it. Mm -hmm. And if you click on that, you start the whole thing over again. It's like an endless loop. Yeah, Microsoft loves those. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so you got, I think you have a, a corrupt profile, right, Bob? Yes, uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's not so much that the profile is corrupt, but there's a registry entry for somehow uh, when, you went, when she went to log in, the login failed, mm -hmm. and then it created a backup, like a temporary user profile, yep. I believe, anyway. So there's That's a contention. Uh, registry entry in the in the uh, registry that has the username. you got to find it, and I'm looking for the article that shows how to find it. And you got to delete the one that says .bak. Mm -hmm. And that'll solve it for him. And that'll solve it. But i got to find delete that article. Delete the one that says .bak. Yeah. yeah, well, he's going to give you the article. This is a give registry you. entry that happens, and then it uh, the system gets confused, and it says, "Oh, we can't find your profile," and so we're logging you in with a temporary profile. Is that what it's doing? Mm, he's looping. He's looping. He's not being logged in, Bob. Okay. He's bringing him back when he hits OK. I mean, you're going to have to do the do this within Safe Mode, I assume, right, Bob? Yeah, I think so. But hold on, I got a I got a article here, and I'm trying to bring up. What version are you running? Uh, Windows 7 Home Premium. All right. Yeah, I, I got a fix here. There's three uh, three methods. Yeah, so could be corrupt profile. Uh, it sounds like I think that's what it is. Uh, like Bob said, it created a backup of some kind. Um, but we do Oh, yep. We've got a link for you. We found the answer for you. Um, where you can, okay. You're going to have to go over and sit down and go through a bunch of uh, steps here. That's okay. But uh, how is her backup? Is she all backed up? Uh, no. Well, while you're doing it, say, hey, the guys told you you should back up as well. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the next thing that'll fail. Is This is probably an older machine, I assume. Yeah. That's not too old. Maybe no. four years, five years. Okay. The, uh, Go ahead, Bob. Step number, the method number three in the article, it relates to what uh -huh. I was talking about. So there's three op three ways to correct this issue, and you're, you're probably going to have to try all three, and I would start them in order. This is right from Microsoft Support. We'll put a link up there for you as far as how to possibly correct this issue for you. All right, Bill? Okay. Uh, will I f I'll find the link on your website. Yep, yep. it'll be right there for you, and uh, uh, one of those three methods should correct this problem for you. Okay, I'll check it out. Sounds good, Bill. Thank thanks for all your help with, with all of us uh, our pleasure. Not so experts. Our pleasure. Happy to do it. Okay. Take care. <laughs> All right, you guys take it easy. 
So he, Dan, how did you get Dan when the guy's name is Bill? Man, I don't know. <laughs> that was way off. Let's go, let's go to Ray. Hopefully it's Ray in Simsbury. Hey, Ray. Hi, it is Ray. All right. All right, Matt, you're back up. You're back in business. What's going on over there, Ray? Uh, first of all, love your show. Thanks. Oh, thanks. You for, do a good job. We appreciate it. Um, I have a Kindle Fire. Oh. It suddenly occurred to me that I should probably put some antivirus protection on it. Do you have any recommendations? A Kindle Fire AV. It's probably it's more of an Android operating system. Yes. Um, it's some modification of Android. Yeah, so within the Kindle ecosphere, is there a way to buy a virus program uh, through Kindle, through Amazon? I don't know. I honestly haven't researched it at all myself. I'm being lazy. Just no, that's okay. I was, I was uh, <clears throat> sitting here listening to your show, <laughs> and I said, oh, I've been thinking about this. I'll yeah. These guys a call. I mean, it's... I know you have recommended other things for... Uh, desktops and, and laptops running Windows, right? Uh, and I just don't remember what you've recommended in the past for those. But yeah, well, I've I personally just been using Defender, or whatever comes with Windows 10. Right, which would be on your home machine, which is right. okay as long as you're running OpenDNS within your network. We recommend doing that. You are. Yep. Good man. Um, so got yes, that, the, got that from you guys. Good, Thank good. You. There is a through the Amazon store app store. Um, you should be able to consider. There are a couple of different antivirus programs that are available for free, um, and I guess a couple of them that they are listing here that I see is Norton, I guess, and uh, Avast. Um, Avast always reminds me of pirates. I don't know why, but um, Norton might be the way to go um, for you if you want to get a antivirus for that platform. Okay. And, I'll go look in the app store. Yeah, and that way you're all that way you should be all set. But yeah, these days you never know anymore. You really need to consider um, antivirus for almost everything you're doing. Yeah, uh, I suppose the same would be true for the smartphone. I think so. Yeah, um, it's it, you just you need to have extra protection. And the more you use your phone to do things like banking or whatever you're doing, you, you know, you need to have some comfort that you have no viruses on your system. Yeah, we don't use the smartphones for anything like that. I okay. just am too wary. I agree. I don't either. And I won't use the Kindle for that either, but mm -hmm. um, sometimes we'll you know, go away for a weekend or something and uh, end up taking the Kindle. We used to take a, a notebook. Mm -hmm. This is just so much smaller and handier, and it's very, very, very fast. So. Yeah. Yeah, good. So. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Have a great weekend. You too, Ray. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Right. So we got four lines wide open, guys. Feel free to get online. Now, Bob wanted to talk more about Australia and their network, and he got more about – we posted this article, which is just a horror story, of, of how uh, you know you got your politicians in Australia, like Bob said, that they, they offered – what did they offer? Uh, fiber to the house, Bob, right, for $43 billion. So a chicken in every pot. And everyone – this is the Labor Party over there in Australia – offered this 50, $43 billion network to get fiber to the house, chicken in every pot, and uh, it failed horribly. <laughs> it never, never got completed, never, uh, never delivered. Huge delays. Right, Bob? Do you have it up? Yeah, I have it here. So if you go down about two-thirds of the way down in the article, yeah. it says politics got in the way. Yeah. In 2007, the average connection speed in Australia hovered around 2 megabits per second. 2 megabits. 2 megabits. <laughs> 
That's not Gig's feet. When when uh when Crocodile Dundee said, "Now that's a knife." When it comes when it comes down to, "Now that's an internet pipe." It's not much of a pipe. Okay. So anyway, uh It's like a butter knife. Only about worth of internet. <laughs> Go ahead. 7% of Australian households add had access to speeds greater than that. Wow. You know, only 7%, 7%. could go faster than 2 2, two megabits. megabits. Wow. wow. Anyway, uh, <laughs> back then yeah. in the U.S., 71% of households were above that threshold, mm-hmm. with 26% already seeing speeds above 5 megabits per second. Mm-hmm. And this okay. is in 2007. 2007. <clears throat> At that speed, most Australians... Yes. Wouldn't even be able to access Netflix in standard definition, whereas users in the U.S. would have access to high-definition streams. Right. The Australian government decided something had to be done. Mm-hmm. Okay? Before the 2007 election, Australia's labor government, led by Kevin Rudd, yeah. announced that every home in Australia would receive a fiber internet connection with a total rollout cost of $43 billion. That's Australian. Australian dollars. Yes. They called it National Broadband Network, NBN for mm-hmm. short. Yeah. Australians went to the polls and that year that year and voted the labor power uh, the labor government into power. Yeah. A resounding tick of approval for the network. Mm-hmm. Two years later, <laughs> the government established NBN Co. Yeah. It took them two NBN years Co. just to get just to NBN come up Co. with a name. <laughs> And promised the project would be completed by 2017. That's 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Delivering high-speed fiber-to-the-premises technology to 93% of Mm. homes and businesses nationwide. Took them two years just to come up with the company. All right, let's go. But that rollout experienced delays and mismanagement that soured the Australian public's perception of the project. Yeah, of course. In response, the opposition party, led by Tony Abbott, Mm -hmm. countered with its own pledge, saying it could deliver a version of the network faster at at a far cheaper cost. Mm-hmm. The compromise using copper phone cables already in place and taking the so DSL, basically, yeah, yeah. and taking the more advanced fiber to the premises off the table. That's yeah. fiber. They got rid of fiber. They got rid of fiber. They didn't want fast internet. So basically, the government <laughs> crushed technology in Australia. Yeah, well, they do that all over anyway. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and this plan, Australian households would be connected to nodes. From those nodes, the existing copper network would connect to premises. Are those those green boxes? Are those the nodes are the green boxes? The green boxes that the cars keep getting. Keep <laughs> 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 oh, All man. right, so uh, yeah, these nodes, so the existing copper network, be connected to present uh, premises. Yeah, a technology known as fiber to the node mm. instead of fiber to the premises. Right. FTTN versus FTTP. Right. Okay. Yep. Malcolm Trumbull, then working as the opposition's communication and arts minister, mm-hmm. pledged the rollout would be completed by the end of 2016. Yeah. Abbott's coalition won the 2013 election, mm-hmm. ousting the labor government and instating <laughs> its own NBN plan. Instead of delivering high-speed fiber, the coalition government promised a multi-technology mix, MTM. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love acronyms, don't you? Yeah, I love them. That would uh, see around 71% of Australians retaining their copper wiring. Oui. The remaining 29% would use a mix of existing infrastructure, right. hybrid fiber coaxial connections, mm-hmm. or FTTP technology, fiber right. to the premises. It was promised to be faster, cheaper, and delivered to Australians sooner. All right. How are we doing? 
2018, <laughs> this compromised version of NBN is still not even close to complete. <laughs> it's a sore point, a failure so tragic it has become a punchline. My internet is down again. Oh, you must be on the NBN. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Crocodile Dundee when you need him? All right. So, uh, again, the moral of the story is government can't do this. Just make it easy for corporations to do it. Because you know what? The internet makes money. There are people out there who will sell you internet. Come on, you want to buy some internet? I'll sell you some internet. So if you just made it easy for corporations to come in there, but I'm sure that there's some sort of labor union issue in Australia. There's some sort of government guy who's got his turf who wants to make sure he gets paid first. That's causing the Australian people to suffer with with internet envy, a teeny little internet. So, sorry guys. If you just made the playing field open and even, we'd be fine. We're going to step up for a quick break. Uh, Dan and Edward, hang on. Two lines open for you. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock on this holiday weekend, Labor Day weekend. And uh, let's get back to your calls. We're going to go to Ed in Newington. What's going on, Ed? Uh, good morning. Good morning, sir. I just wonder if I, uh, if you could tell me about some kind of device I could buy that I can scan all negatives and put them on CD or uh, thumb drive. So you want to go from negatives. So it's more of a digital camera show question. We have had this on the show in the past, and there are companies out there um, that do that for you, Ed. Um, I think whatever, if I recall some of the past digital camera shows, the uh, our experts would kind of tell you that uh, it's probably cheaper and more effective for you to go to like a a company here in Connecticut. I want to say Kula comes to mind, where you would take your film and let them do it for you rather than investing in all the hardware, unless you've got so many negatives that you're going to be there for you know a year doing it. They're going to have the technology to do it for you more effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are companies here in Connecticut that'll do it. Uh, maybe if uh, one of our digital camera folks could call in and if they're listening and let us know who they'd recommend, we can get that on the air for you. But I wouldn't invest in a piece of hardware unless you've got a massive amount or you're going to be in the business of doing it. Uh-huh. You know, but I don't think they come cheaply. What, what the company name? I want to say Kula. For my recollection, there's a company in Hartford, I think, called Kula with a C, I think. Don't hold me to it. Uh, I can do a little bit more research. I'm trying to recall. It's been a while since we had a digital camera show. But you're going to look for companies that deal with film um, and conversion. And uh, I also think there's a company that even advertises on the station here called Legacy Box. Uh-huh. Uh, Legacy Box sounds like it could offer this technology for you where you would ship them your your media, in this case negatives, and they would convert it into di- digital files for you. Um, that might be an option for you too. But you wouldn't recommend to buy it something like for $150, $200? So here's the thing. I think from if I recall from my digital camera folks, you're not going to get a, a good quality conversion with something that cheaply. I don't think they exist because it's not a mass market type device. You know, you're not going to find one in every home. So I bet you a good one's going to cost you a lot more. Um, did you find one, Bob? Yeah, I found a couple of them, like 500 bucks. Yeah, that's my guess. So it's going to be a $500 purchase. And uh, I mean, if you think that's worth the investment, it's up to you. But if it costs you 300 bucks to get it done for you, well, you know, if it's five hundred bucks for the device, yeah, that doesn't count the consumables because you know you're gonna get 
photo paper, special photo well, paper for it, it, and then you got the ink that's going to cost you an arm and a leg. Right, well, I'm just talking putting them on a CD or some Just drive, to scan. Without printing. Right. So is that going to be a scanner device that you found, Bob? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a scanner. That was a scanner. So still $500 from what Bob found. So I don't know, Ed. I would, I would, I don't know. I would, uh, we do have, we can put a link up here for what we found for you, 35 million, and you can see if you're interested in doing it, but uh, we've never used it, so, and maybe some guys can call in and tell you some of the companies that have been out there that'll do it for you. Okay. Well, thank you very much. All right, Ed, good luck. Yep, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, sometimes it's really not, not worth it. Uh-oh, Danny's back. What's up, Danny? Hey, I did that Xfinity speed test. Yeah. And I got anywhere from, mostly uh, 3.2, 3.3. It's pretty slow. Down. Yeah, I, yeah. I had a four point seven for a high and a one point six for a low. Yeah. So you're you've got very inexpensive internet, very yep. low end internet, and that is a little low to do what you're trying to do well. It's just you and your wife, right? Yeah, but we've always had the same thing, and it's it's only been the last uh, maybe month or so. Well, you're on the edge of of having it be effective. Also, look at lowering your resolution if you're trying to watch these videos in high well, definition. I, I do that with the um, with the, uh, the space station stuff. I go to down to uh, what's it two forty or two the lowest one. Okay, and that helps because yeah, yeah. Um, you know that, it's less that, data. that makes a difference. Yeah, but uh, now to power cycle the equipment, that shut it off, unplug it, yeah. hold the power button down for thirty seconds. Well, it's just turning it off and turning it on. Yeah. We use the word power cycle, and every time I tell my sons, hey, guys, you got to power cycle the motor, and they're like, what? Turn it off, turn it on? Mm. Yeah. Turn it off, turn it on is all I'm saying. So yeah. that would re- – but you're already at three megabits. Do you think you're going you're gonna to get – you're paying for more than that? If you're if you're not paying for more than that, it's at, you're already all set. You're not going to improve anything. Yeah, okay. So lower your resolution and or consider adding a little bit more bandwidth, and uh, you'll have better mm-hmm. luck. That the the, the uh, Opportunity rover on Mars, it's all covered up with the dust from that storm. Yeah. It's uh, it's getting down to the critical point where if they don't hear from it, they might have might have lost it. Oh well, it's served us well for many years. Yeah, it's been amazing. So, well, what are you gonna do? It's dusty yeah, on that's, that planet. That's some good government work there. That was that yeah. was okay. Yeah, that's a good return on the investment. Okay, guys, bye. Thanks, Danny. So we're gonna be here till eleven o'clock. Feel free to get online eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. Four lines open on this Labor Day weekend. And uh, we've got everything posted. Mike G's been posting feverishly, and you, that art, the Australian article is definitely worth reading. It's pretty funny. Uh, but everything we talked about is posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com, the old-fashioned website. The name of the show.com also works as well. Facebook, if you follow us on Facebook over at Tab Computer Systems, and Mark Duck Zuckerberg deems the news worthy, it might get to your news feed. And, of course, on Twitter, right below Donald Trump, we're at Tab Computer Sys. And uh, you can find us there, and uh, this stuff will get right to your Twitter newsfeed if you're a Twitter user. We'll be right back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.